Big-time responses from the Toronto Maple Leafs and Edmonton Oilers in Game 4 have Bo Steele and I fired up for Game 5 between all of those teams set to do battle on Friday night. We got bets, previews, and of course, all of the veteran talent that you need to have your eye on headed into next season's draft. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back inside the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. You can find his work all across YouTube, including NHL Quick Hits and, of course, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And I'm your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. You've seen me all across the NHL world, The Score, CBC, Narcity Media, and hopefully you've been making us your first listen every single day. And thank you for doing that. Today, we are talking a lot about Steel big-time responses. Edmonton Oilers, punch back. Toronto Maple Leafs, squeak one out and punch back. But we're also looking forward a little bit to next season's draft. Some NHL veterans that can still get it done that we've been impressed by that I think still hold a lot of value. Is Joseph Wall the starter for the Leafs next season? We're going to talk about that as well. Excited for today's episode, Steel Big Time Bets, to wrap up the show as well. What was your takeaway? There was a few interesting things from this game four between the Oilers and Golden Knights. Hits, questionable slashes, a suspension for Darnell Nurse. Hit me with your take on this Darnell Nurse suspension, one game. Yeah, you know, that's just the thing. That's the rules in the NHL, and that's the rules in hockey. If you instigate a fight in the last minute of the hockey game, last five minutes five of the hockey game, yep. yeah, last five minutes of the hockey game, um, you're going to get suspended at least one game. And and that was just brewing all night long between Hag mm-hmm. and Darnell Nurse. Uh, a lot of chirping back and forth from these teams. A bunch mm-hmm. of penalty minutes in this game. I think there was over 50-plus penalty minutes for each team in this in game four. So uh, this series is is getting very nasty very, very quick. And mm-hmm. to me, I'm, I'm, I am a little bit surprised that the news of Darnell Nurse's suspension has come out already, and we've heard nothing for the Alex Petrangelo slash That's on, just on Leon Dreisaitl. That's what's got me frustrated right now. And yeah, I understand. I understand the Darnell Nurse suspension. It, it happened in the last five minutes. He went right down there, mm-hmm. right towards Hague, and, and just dropped the gloves immediately. Does, I completely understand that. But when you look at the Alex Petrangelo, to me, just like the fact that. Petrangelo hasn't been suspended yet or wasn't the first one to be suspended is is ridiculous in my mind. He skated across the ice. Leon Dreisaitl had already shot the puck at net. I believe if I counted correctly, five seconds went by before Petrangelo got to Dreisaitl and two-hand axe sorted him in the the hands, the wrist, or the upper chest area. And, Mm. you know, I was watching watching some Sportsnet, SportsCenter last night. And I, and I heard Craig Button talking about this situation as well. And he was saying he's only going to get a fine. He's only going to get a fine if he were to hit him over the head or above what? or in the yeah. head area. Yeah. Come on. Then hit deserves- his forearm. I know. A ridiculous statement, in my opinion. He, he went all the way there 
with yeah. the intent to injure well, and potentially knock him out of this series or potentially this, for even longer. He mm-hmm. took a big swing at him, and, and he was frustrated all night long. Petrangelo was getting bodied by Evander Kane, by Dreisaitl, by Warren Fogle, and he was taking some big hits as well. So at the end of the game, he was frustrated. The emotions got the best of him, but you just can't do that. It's inexcusable behavior, especially from a guy like Alex Petrangelo, who's supposed to be one of the leaders on this team. It's inexcusable behavior. He deserves to be suspended. I'm surprised we had we haven't heard the news yet. I totally actually understand the level of frustration that Petrangelo had because he was kind of done a little bit dirty. That Evander Kane hit, do I think that was a misconduct or anything more than that? No. A little bit of a rough hit there, and I think that was the first period. Kind of wrote him on the numbers a little bit, but I think you and I have talked about that last kind of second or two while a hit's being applied, where a player turns or tweaks a little bit, and it really makes it look a lot worse. I think that was the case there with that hit. Made it look more on the numbers than it was. But this is being a chippy series, and I feel actually that the Vegas Golden Knights thought they were going to come into this series and maybe push the Edmonton Oilers around a little bit. And it looks like whenever they do that, it just plays right into that power play's hands and they just totally capitalize. But I'm with you, Steele. This is absolutely a joke already from the NHL Department of Player Safety. Once again, not being able to, if they don't protect their stars, Steele, my goodness, what kind of precedent does this set? His stick. The blade of his stick was yeah. about to change the time on the clock on the scoreboard. That's how <laughs> high up it was. That is so not okay in this league. And I understand, yes, should it be the same suspension if that's a guy with a whole dirty track record on another greasy fourth liner? I get it. But maybe even so, this is Leon Tricycle here. What if he broke his wrist? Yeah. What if he broke his wrist? Seriously, stealing, but then they get two or three games. The Department of Player Safety in the NHL needs to seriously wake up because I think I'm spot on with you with the Darnell Nurse thing. Is the rule a little bit suspect? Does that maybe need to change? Probably, but that that's a suspension. One game, and they're going to have to wear that. The slash was just totally like it was, if vicious. I was, a, it was vicious. If I'm an Edmonton Oiler on the ice, and I know sometimes you and I, like we didn't play pro or anything, but we remember what it's like to play hockey. If you're on the ice and that's your teammate and you know he's late, basically the leader in that locker room and you see a slash like that come down on your boy, I'm absolutely going nuts. Like I'm taking that guy right yeah. over the boards. That's just not okay. I think he deserves two games in my opinion. Look, and Connor McDavid went and did that. He went right after Petrangelo when he saw that happen to Dreisaitl and he was very blunt and straight to the point after the game as well with his comments. I'm taking a stance here. He went after one of the best players in the world and he went there with intent to hurt and to injure. And that's exactly what he was doing because he was so frustrated. From my perspective, I think they have to even this out. You suspend Darnell Nurse for one game. I think at this point you have to suspend Petrangelo for at least one game because you don't want a a suspension to be the, the defining moment in a series. And it could be for the Edmonton Oilers going back to Vegas for game five if they don't have Darnell Nurse. But True. Vegas has like we saw that in round one with Kale McCarr. It made a difference when he was not there for that one game. And you just don't want a suspension like this and a series that is getting more and more chaotic as we go on and move True. forward to True. be the defining moment. So at this point, it was they were both very dumb plays. The Petrangelo one was vicious. It was intent to injure. Yes. And, and I think he deserves to be suspended as well for game five.
Very intrigued to see what happens there. Hopefully we'll get some news soon. Steals on the tweets these days. Check the Twitter account. Make sure you follow. Make sure you subscribe. Drop a, you know, drop that five-star review, people, anywhere you're listening and feedback. We always appreciate it. We're going to get to this Leaf situation, Steel. You and I haven't talking about, haven't spoke about the Leafs in a couple of days. We're going to get there. <laughs> Thank you for holding us down on the spotty Wi-Fi. I'm up at the cottage again, people. You know me. I'm all over the place. But we're going to talk about wall and his value going into next season we're going to also talk about some fantasy vets still holding value going into next season as well big time bets and game five previews for friday night today's episode my friends is brought to you by ebay motors and you know a championship team is all about making sure every player is the perfect fit and it's the same for your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories you're going to head to ebay motors today's episode is brought to you by ebay motors and with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part fits just right the first time round just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back just like in sports confidence is the name of the game and when you shop at ebay motors with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply and thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day also make sure you go check out armando velez of locked on panthers florida and Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti from the Locked On Maple Leafs channel as well. We are all a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And our team, the Toronto Maple Leafs flip, held on. They're still in the postseason still. Still down 3-1 against the Florida Panthers. But nonetheless, what a big changing moment, a big turning moment for the Maple Leafs. It is. It is a big okay. moment. Joseph okay. Wall, he will be in the crease for game five. Sam Sonoff still unavailable mm. after, you know, taking that collision from Luke Shen mm. uh, in game four early on in the second period. But yes. what are your thoughts with Joseph Wall starting oh game five? What were oh your boy. thoughts with him and how oh he boy. stood out in game four as well? I thought he was incredible to come in in this situation and stand uh, stand on his head like that. I think what we've been saying in a few moments, Steel, I'm going to let the Wi-Fi catch up here for a sec, just in case that the choppiness is getting in there. Because I got I got a take ready to, to spout off a little bit for this Maple Leaf situation. We've been talking about at length someone seizing the moment, someone seizing an opportunity and really doing something at this platform of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is obviously a huge one. And here you go with a rookie goaltender who has been sensational all season long. Joseph Wall has been great in the AHL. He's 8-1, and one, I believe, in the NHL this season. And why not him? You know, he looked very calm. He looked, was he had the benefit of the best defensive effort, I think, from the Maple Leafs so far yeah. this postseason? Yes, he did. And that's obviously going to make him look a lot better. But kudos to the rookie goaltender and I hope that he can continue to seize this opportunity. Yeah, I'm I'm there right with you and, and right when we jumped into this conversation you made that comment about potentially seeing him with the Maple Leafs next year. I could yeah. easily see Wall oh, with the Maple be. Leafs as a he most definitely probably will be, will be. Uh, a backup for the Maple in Leafs. In my opinion, he will be. Yeah. yeah, you know, you've got Sam Sonov 
he's going to become an RFA next year. Murray's got one year left at $4.6 million. Mm. At least one of them will be gone. Hopefully it's Murray instead of Samsonov. I hope they re-sign Samsonov (laughs) and, uh, you know, figure out what to do with Matt Murray. It's just the the injury prone, the injury bug with this guy is just too legit. It's scary to deal with, but nonetheless, yeah. Wall will be with the Toronto Maple Leafs next year. Like you said, he, he was great. He was great at Boston college for three years. The save percentage went up. The goals against average went down every single year. He was improving his game. Mm -hmm. Like you said, with the, with the Toronto Marlies as well, since 2021, he's, he's been unreal with the Toronto Marlies and yeah, Looking at the small sample size that we've got from him, I believe he's mm-hmm. only played 11 games total in the NHL the last two so. years. Yeah. Just this year alone, 6-1-0, and oh, a 9.32 save percentage. Mm. He had a 9.28 save percentage with the Marlies this year. And then he comes into a series. He comes into the playoffs, you know, already down. His team's down in the series. Samsonov goes, gets injured. He has to jump in. He, he allows three goals, it, it, you know, halfway through a game and they lost it mm. wasn't at all his fault poor effort from the defensive group but yeah then he actually starts his first game in the postseason goes 24 for 25 and a 960 save percentage to squeak out a win against the florida panthers and and get the leafs well, going and their yeah. season going as well so he's played I, phenomenally i like him so far right now i do too steel and i think just honestly next season the toronto maple leafs really don't care who's in net realistically yeah i think they should bring samsonov back for sure give him another shot his his ability i think you know is he's just really starting to get there in terms of an everyday nhl goaltender who can take you there but why not joe wall as well in the mix uh he's done nothing but proven that he can be a calm and collected goaltender and at the end of the day i think the stat was steel uh by the way how am i on the wi-fi here pal how's the connection yeah you're doing good you're doing good all right we're hanging in there okay much love but two shots allowed at five on five in game four for the toronto maple leafs and my last take on this situation steel and well maybe we'll talk a little bit in a sec when we tee it up but i want to talk about these fantasy veterans that we're liking heading into next season and we're going to get to bets at the end of the show but The Toronto Maple Leafs set the tone defensively. And one of the things that we knew we needed an answer from were the big guns. And for a while there, I was a little bit worried about Mitchie Marner. He looked not confident, didn't look like Mitch Marner of what we needed to see. And then all of a sudden he started to break through. He's just, I'm just a little bit wary steel about this guy's mental state. Sometimes he's just so talented when he can play his game. He gets a little bit of a cheeky goal, but that's good. We'll take it. He needs to continue the way he played near the end of that game. If he can play like that in game five, I think the Leafs have a a good shot here at maybe, I don't know about the series, but at least turning this, taking this one to a game six. Yeah. And that's just the thing. You need those top guys to step up. They did. You got Nylander and Marner on the board. We'll talk more about that after the Brown series. We'll get to the Toronto Maple Leafs later in the break because of course, big time bets, but we got to get over to these, Top aging fantasy pieces, mm. veteran pieces for next year. I've got yeah. five guys on my list, Flip. Whoa. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I'll just rattle off the first two. I'll make it real Fire off a couple, you. yeah. First guy I've gotten here, great player to draft, you know, in the middle to lower rounds of the fantasy draft. He gets the job done. First year with the Detroit Red Wings, David Perron, 35 years old. Goes out, 55, 60 points a season. 
He's physical. He likes to hit. He's great for banger leagues. He's always putting up 60, 70 plus penalty minutes in a season as well. Mm. And he's shooting the puck more as well. Uh, he hasn't put over 195 shots on net. This is the first year to do it. He hasn't done it since 2014. So mm. he's shooting the puck a little bit more. He's been a physical guy his entire career. He's great for banger leagues. He's great on the power play unit as well, whether he's on the first or second unit. But a guy at 35 years old who can kind of move around from the third and second line and put up 55, 60 points a year, he's a win in my book, especially for a deep fantasy league. And, yeah, if you can get him in the 14th, 13th round, somewhere around there, I think you're absolutely golden. Yeah, he can get streaky too. Peron is one of those guys that you know you're, you're either like enamored with or you're wondering if you should drop him. I think we, you and I, were a little premature on our predictions for the Red Wings. season. I think they have pieces to do. Obviously, goaltending those caveats, but uh, I'm with you, Steele. He's a he's a savvy guy that if you can get him at the right time, I'm just a little bit worried about those feet starting to really fade on him. His foot speed and his skating ability, obviously, is his biggest weakness. But the hands are still good, so if you can get him at the right round, why not? Who else? You yeah, got? exactly. Same same goes for this guy right here. I picked him up like halfway through the se- uh, season last year, uh, and he remained on my team all the way until the end. So Michael Backlund, 34 years old of the Calgary Flames. I like this player a lot. I, I never It wasn't a guy that I drafted, just picked him up off the waiver wire, and he was playing great all year. I just had to keep him. You know, he had his best year to date as well, 56 points in 82 games. He's a worker bee for the Flames. He can move up and down the lineup, second mm-hmm. line center, third line winger, doesn't matter. But he's been there for his entire career. He works He works wherever you put him, like I said. He's mm-hmm. just a worker bee, and he's one of those guys that can just elevate his teammates and his line mates' ability every single game. He takes his fair share of penalties as well, so he's a little bit good for banger leagues. He was a plus mm-hmm. 24 this past season, 260 shots, over 100 hits as well, and he's a dual threat both – on the second power play unit and first penalty kill. This guy gets a ton of shorthanded points every single season, and that helps for fantasy league. So both David Perron and Michael Backlund I really like right now. Yeah, both of those guys too, Steele. You know, you might not even necessarily have to draft them. Those might some of be those kind of go-tos right off the waiver wire that you're looking to Mm -hmm. because you can almost bank on their ability to, at times, really just fill out the stat sheet for you. Um, because I think depending on the format, yeah, I would maybe look to draft Peron in the later stages, like you said. Backland, you can probably get like if it's a keeper dynasty, yeah, he's worth a look. But you know, in those maybe you're just year to year leagues, you can probably add him off the waiver wire after the first couple of weeks. Let me fire off a player very quickly, Steel, and we'll come back for these previews and bets if you're okay with that. I got a couple of guys here, and I think the one that I wanted to mention off the top is one that also had a pretty solid postseason in Ons Kopitar. This guy is just an absolute class act. He's one of those players that I think if you're modeling your game after as a young player who doesn't get enough, you want to go under the radar, you want to impress your coaches, you want to impress the scouts, you play your game and you're off the ice mentality like Hans Kopitar. This guy is just an absolute stud. 28 goals, 46 assists this season, 87 block shots, 68 hits, chips in a little bit of everywhere steal. You don't hate that value when a guy is so consistent offensively when he can also bring that value. At, and I don't have his age up here very quickly. You know, he has been in the NHL for a number of seasons and I don't think still yeah. he gets that credit. Uh, hold on here. 
He's 35 years old. 35 years old and 11th overall draft pick. Two-time Selkie winner. This guy is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, and headed into next season. Still draftable, in my opinion. Yeah, he's on my list as well. I'll get to him just a little bit. But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, and we appreciate all the love and support every single day. Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Anze Kopitar, he's on my list as well. He has to be 35 years old, 74 points in 82 games. And at the, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at how well he's still doing because if you look at the last four years, his point total has kind of dropped off. His dip, kind of yeah. dropped off. 60 to 64 points the last four years after that 92-point season. Still and solid, the way though. I was looking at it, it's still so solid, but I was yeah. a little bit worried because – you know, True. his line mates, his teammates were faster. He was getting slower. Was he mm. going to be able to keep up with those guys mm. like Kevin mm. Fiala and Adrian Kempe, even Quinton Byfield now and those type of players? But he doesn't have to keep up with them. The great thing about Kopitar and his style of game and his play is that he just puts himself in the right position in the right spot every single time on the power play. Five yeah. on five. He's an absolute guru out there. But he just puts himself in the in the best position possible to jump on the rebound, to set up his teammates or make that extra pass just to, to set up his teammates. So the way that he plays the game and his leadership ability, you're right. Just an undeniable fantasy value guy that just brings fantasy value at this age is unreal. A couple of guys before we get to big time bench, I just got to mention mm. them real quick. Yeah, I got, well, I Brent, got one. I got two more quick too. I got Brent Burns over here, yes, 38 years old, 38. 61 yeah. points, 40 hits, so 80 blocks, still gets it done, and, and he's yep. playing great right now in the postseason for Carolina. And, of course, this 100%. last this last wonderful man who uh, will remain on my fantasy hockey team for next year in my dynasty league, Claude Giroux, 35 years Oof. old, 35 goals, 79 mm. points in his first season with Ottawa. It's only his second time scoring 30-plus goals in a season, actually. Yeah. But he was just unreal for 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 the Senators this year, playing with Kachuk and DeBrinket and all of those other guys. You know, hopefully he'll be able to play with Josh Norris a little bit more next year. Um, but nonetheless, Claude Giroux at 35 yeah. years old, scoring 35 goals, just doing all of this with a team that is on the brink of being a legitimate threat. I love it. I love his contract, and I love Claude Giroux. Yeah, he's been feeling that home cooking for sure, and just a really yeah. good, good setup for him to go back to. And I'm glad that you had Giroux because he definitely deserved to be on this list. And I think this is why I love doing this show with you, Steele, because when I miss, you pick up the pieces and vice versa. Because at 35 years old, I think the best player on this list and the guy still holding the most value, you know, I couldn't miss out on my boy number 87 <laughs> with 33 goals and 60 assists. Sidney Crosby somehow continues to get better. 93 points at 35 years old for Sid. And basically the main reason that that team hung in down the stretch with goalies dropping like flies, injuries, yeah. and poor performances. Who was the main consistent? Captain Clutch, baby. Sidney Crosby at 87. And he's a guy that you know I have in my Keeper Dynasty League. And I went through, you know, fought tooth and nail to get him a number of seasons ago. We've talked about what do you do with him. You could sell him now and get a number of pieces. I'm going to hang on to Sid because 
as much as I don't know, you and I haven't talked too much about what we think for Pittsburgh next year. It might be a really yeah. tough year for Pittsburgh. That Eastern Conference, you know, we're going to expect step outs from the Red Wings, from the Senators, Islanders again. I just don't know where they fit in. So maybe that's an issue, but I think Sid is still bringing that value steal, and he's got to be right there at the top of my list for veteran players next season still holding value. Oh, he brings a ton of value, not just for fantasy hockey, but of course, big time bets as well. The anytime assists from Sidney Crosby, I swear. You know, I love it that banged one. out. It banged out at least. It, it bangs out nine out of ten times, it seems like. I yep. think there was one time it didn't, but nonetheless, yeah, he is a go-to for big-time bets, and that's mm -hmm. exactly where we're going right now. Yes, big-time bets. Two games on the docket for Friday night. Of course, game five, Toronto Maple Leafs and Florida Panthers. Yep. Game five action, Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights flip. Yeah. I'll throw it over to you. Two yep. very crucial games here. Yeah, Panthers on the brink of knocking out the the Toronto Maple Leafs and someone from that Oilers Golden Knights trying to take a 3-2 series lead. Where are you looking and what is your first pick of the night? Well, let's start with the Leafs and Panthers because we were pretty brief with our take on it. And I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs, when they play their game, and I know the first couple of games didn't go their way. Game three, they totally didn't show up. Yeah. And they squeak one out. Let's be realistic. Toronto media all over the news today. Solid all-around performance. Solid defense performance. Okay. They won by one goal, and that could have easily gone the other way. So I think we need to maybe wake up a little bit because that could have been a sweep steal. That could have easily been a sweep. The Toronto Maple Leafs need to, I said, all at length, seize the moment here. So let's start with this situation with the Leafs. For me at home, a little bit of confidence here for Willie, a little bit of confidence for Mitch, and a really good defensive performance. This team changed the narrative this year by doing what? Playing stingy, defensive, clamp-down performances. And I think if they can now bottle what they did in Game 4 still defensively, it's going to be tricky for this Florida Panthers team to do what they do in front of the net. And... They got to get to Bob. More shots on Bob, and I think they'll be just fine. That's a long preamble to tell you. Maple Leafs, money line, minus 175. That's my first pick. That's also my first pick, actually, as well. Leafs on the money line, minus 175. I'm there with you. I just mm -hmm. think in this situation, back at home, uh, and uh, yeah, it was a. They it have struggled a, a bit at home win. in the postseason, it, just saying. Yeah, they have struggled at home, but this entire series has been one-goal games. I thought the first yep. two games, like, they weren't yep. blown out of the water. Just nope. Florida had a lot of momentum coming out of them after confidence that big, well. yeah, confidence. And I don't think they got blew out of the water in the first two games. Game three, they just didn't show up. It mm -hmm. was just brutal three hockey sucked. to watch but three the first two games they were all every single game has been a one goal game so leaves on the money line that's my mm. first pick but i'm like also it. going with the austin matthews anytime goal plus 100 oh, we I would just love saw that. marner and nylander get their first of this series i think Tavares and matthews are up next mm. and again it goes back to this statement that he's had his opportunities it's not like he's yep. not shooting the puck it's not yep. like he's not picking those corners Sergei Bobrovsky is just there at the same time, making some unreal saves. So Matthews has had that has had those opportunities. He just needs to capitalize and get the puck a little bit quicker there before Bobrovsky can catch it. So Matthews anytime goal at plus one hundred, and it. my lock of the night. Here we go. 
Oilers, Golden Knights, under six and a half at plus 118. Whoa. It's been some crooked numbers, but three out of the four games have been under the number. Yep, stayed under. Yeah, so it's back in Vegas. Mm. As of right now, Vegas has Petrangelo, and the Edmonton Oilers don't have Nurse. I think that plays obviously a little bit of a favor in the Vegas Golden Knights' hands, but it's also just been back and forth, back and forth. First game was 6-4 Vegas. Next game was 5-1 Edmonton. Next game was 5-1 Vegas. Then it was 4-1. So now as Vegas has turned back at home, it's going to be a 4-1, 4-2 type of game. I like it, Steele. And before I get to my lock of the night, um, and hey, this game, that over-under is something that I actually looked at long and hard. I actually was leaning the over, but I think just both teams kind of need to tighten it up. Obviously, you know, only one goal allowed by Stuart Skinner last game, but I think they have an opportunity here, Steele. And if Mm -hmm. with Darnell Nurse out as well, I think Evan Bouchard is going to have to continue to step up and he's going to eat some more minutes. Yeah, And that's where my second pick lies. And I was looking at the anytime point for Bouchard and because of how hot he's been, there's no value there. So give me the over one and a half points. It means a two plus point night for Evan Bouchard. Odds are not out yet, but I think he's going to get another couple assists, goal and assist shot from the point. They're just getting that separation now on the power play dry cycle and obviously McDavid creating it. And he's just stepped right into that role. I've talked about it at length. Yeah. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole, even though it's a good one if you're an Evan Bouchard <laughs> fan headed into next season because, oh, my goodness, he's about to explode. And lock of the night, steal. I'm feeling it, man. I've ride by this Edmonton Oilers team. I think they're going to seize the moment here. They've got a little bit of confidence going. Oilers money line minus 130. That's my lock of the night. I like that. Going big on the road in Vegas. I'm there with you. It's going to be a... It's going to be an intense Friday night for these Canadian teams, Toronto Maple Leafs and Edmonton Oilers in action. But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, where you can find it on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.